Well, I still have COVID. That sucks. It, uh, yeah, it's not, uh, uh, <laughs> so if I don't, if I sound less than, less than my best, this is, you this know. is your second hit, right? No, this is, this is the first. Oh, I thought you got it earlier. Anyway. No, this is my, this is my realization that, uh, that I've merely dodged it for two and a half years and that I'm not somehow... <laughs> Like I, I had built it up in my head. I was like, oh, I, I must just be one of those like asymptomatic types, or I must have yeah. like a, you know, some sort of like, I don't, I don't know how DNA works. Some sort of genome in me yeah. that uh, prevents me from, you know, contracting this bullshit. But right. so, apparently so, not. So you're not like me then. See, I, I, I still haven't got it. So therefore, I believe it doesn't exist. You still believe, yeah. <laughs> I, I got it and I got it. I mean, there's certainly people who have gotten it way, way, way worse than I have. Um, but there's certainly people out there who have had a way easier time with it than I have. I would say I got a pretty, pretty damn good. Uh, so that's been, uh, it's been a hoot and a holler. So if yeah. I, if I sound less than my best, that's why. Also, if I duck out like mid sentence, it's because I've muted my microphone to spare you all from a coughing fit. Uh, so just bear with me. Like, you know, the show must go. We should be focusing more on the fact that, that the movie men podcast is still podcasting at you, even with COVID. Yes. You, know? you should, yeah. you should all appreciate the, sacrifice Brady is making and support on Patreon to help him get better. So, yeah, something something to that effect. <laughs> Otherwise, who knows what could, you know, next I'll have, uh, what is it, monkeypox? Is that the... Is that the yeah, that's the other one that's yeah. apparently going around yeah, no, in the I, States. <laughs> I don't need monkeypox. Uh, hello and welcome. Funny name for... Hey! <laughs> <laughs> We're the uh, movie well, men. The yeah, B well, team. <laughs> the Movie Men podcast, yeah. Uh, listen, we are doing a new release, sort of. It's uh, not really a, a movie. A special presentation, as Marvel Studios has presented it. Yeah, a special presentation. I've seen a lot of stuff on the internet, and I feel so bad for people, but I've seen so much stuff on the internet that's just people like, oh, I can't wait for episode two. <laughs> yeah that's not how this one's working right because like it 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 ends in such a way you're like oh yeah i mean there's places to go with this and it's only yeah. 50 minutes long so, so i can see how someone who isn't in the know would watch this mm -hmm. and go oh it's a series yeah so taking a step back we are reviewing werewolf by night from marvel studios yeah, thank you for presentation. bringing us in there. Uh, and spo yeah, spoilers, we're going to spoil the shit out of this. So yeah. Just, like, this isn't spoiler free, it's spoiler full. We're talking so, about the show, so... Yeah, movie, yeah, See, presentation. See, even yeah, you did it. special presentation, movie. Uh, direct to, to uh, streaming video. <laughs> yeah, just say, just say it the way my grandmother would say it. Uh, how would she say it? She would be like, uh, she she wouldn't call it a show or a movie. She would call it a program. <laughs> She'd yes. be like, oh, she's like, no, gotta can't do that. I got it. It's at seven o'clock tonight. My program's on. 
like uh nice uh all right uh you and i have not talked about this at all i don't know what you thought about it uh you don't know what i thought about it nope you at one point said to me off mic that the tva shows up in this i upon watching it did not see the tva so i think you're full of shit well so that came i i like to when i if i if i ever do watch i'm very right now i'm very anti not watching uh previews for stuff that i i enjoy like marvel uh, uh and uh star wars and all that i try to avoid spoilers by not watching the trailers but i did watch the trailer for this and usually when I watch a show and I watch a trailer, I really enjoy watching uh, YouTube channels that go back and they like tear every scene apart and be like, oh, these are the cool Easter eggs that you may or may not have seen. So uh, in watching one of those breakdowns of the trailer, they suspected it was the TVA. And I mean, from the quick clip that we got in the trailer, they dressed very similarly to the TVA, you know, the bucket kind of military hat, the body armor, the, I, yeah, the prod sticks are very similar to the sticks that the TVA use. So, yeah, that was my bad. That was incorrect. Yeah. 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 They're just, they're just the guards that are there to be eaten by a werewolf. So like, I guess, which means that in watching this, we still don't like, we came out of this, like, it's certainly a standalone thing. There's no reason it couldn't be connected, like, especially with films like Blade, hopefully, potentially, maybe coming at some point now. Um, and, and, you know, so the inevitable introduction of Supernatural into the MCU. It's not impossible to say that this is part of the grander MCU. Certainly not yeah, in well, any meaningful it, way, I don't think. Yeah, with Blade kind of partially being introduced in a post-credit stream of my voice only, and with with this now, like yeah, the Midnight Suns uh, superhero team is definitely like down a possibility down the line. The Midnight Suns being kind of like the dark fantasy. Uh, yeah, your Ghost Riders and your team. Blades and yeah. your you know whoever Anybody else that's kind of yeah, occultish in some form. Hmm. Yeah. How much do you or have you dove into the werewolf, Marvel's werewolf story arcs and comics prior to this? Zip. What's your I knew nothing. Yeah, in? I knew nothing about this going into it. Yeah, same. I, I there as I watched it, there were some things where I was like, I know exactly who that is. I know like there was a few few hits where I was like, yeah, that's cool. But uh, in terms of the werewolf himself, yeah, I didn't know. Like, can he control himself when he's werewolf? I had no idea going into this. Okay. So. so let's do some initial impressions. My initial impression of this is it's short and sweet. It yes. is fun pretty much from the start to the finish. Uh, not only because of the action and the dialogue and, and the content, but... Also, just because of the like artistic style of like, let's make this oh, yeah. like a nineteen fifties, nineteen forties horror, black and white horror film. Yeah. 
um, yeah, yeah. which is so fun. Mm-hmm. The soundtrack is a lot of fun. Even like even the the changes made to the the Marvel logo fanfare at the beginning with like the 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 claw marks and the what like it was just it was yeah yeah it was a lot of fun um, yeah I, I'm right there with you my initial impressions is this thing is is great uh, it it does in a short time spirit period what almost I would say yeah I'm gonna say all of our Marvel TV shows to date have not been able to do. It tells a wonder, it tells a really good story, introduces characters. It does all this stuff really quickly, but really well. And it really draws you in. And then oh, yeah. it, it's, it's, it wraps everything up really fun, really, really well as well at the same time. So, and yeah. And, and you great. know what the, the biggest benefit of doing this in black and white was? What we can have blood splattering, oh, and we yes. can have guts galore, yeah. And and <laughs> the the TVMA doesn't there's no like, yeah, there's no rating no issues, rating. <laughs> no, because it's a what it's just an oil spill, like it's just yeah. it's what it's that's that's not blood, right? Yeah, so, would, oh, I, it was uh, it was glorious. A breakdown that I had watched on YouTube mentioned that, and I was like, oh, that's really cool, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's it was it was a lot of fun. Um, who's your favorite character? And there's only one right answer. So, uh, I like Swamp or not Swamp Thing. Sorry, Man Thing. <laughs> Man Thing's great. Ted. Ted. Yeah, yeah. He's not. He's not is, referred to as Man Thing in the in the show. No, he's Ted. He's <laughs> Ted's awesome. <laughs> Ted. <laughs> Ted. Oh, exactly. Ted was just like. He was such a contrasting personality and a contrasting energy to the rest of what was going on, right? Everything else had this like super serious kind of vibe to it. Yeah. Not in that like, not in that the show was taking itself too seriously, but that like you didn't have, like none of your other characters are really there for comedic relief. Like nobody's cracking jokes. Nobody's, there aren't really oh, witty one-liners. And man thinks not even really there for a comedic relief. He's more there just to break the tension slightly. Yeah. But he's like, somehow he's cute and cuddly. Like he's like, he's like, um, uh, man, it was Groot. He's like Groot. He's like Groot. But, right? Like, but because he doesn't communicate, vocally well group communicates but he says the same words over and over again but yeah, like group's annoying it, it's all kind of emo uh physical communication and his weird grunting and stuff that he communicates so yeah yeah man i love ted it kind of pulls you out of the tension a little bit for a moment while he because he's he's not he's not a bad guy like he's well, he's kind of like the werewolf or werewolf character, except he can he's in full control while he's in this man thing form. Yeah, which there's a lot of really cool stuff about man thing that of Ted or Ted character uh, in the comics that they don't get into in this, and that he's actually a he um, dimensional being, like he can go to different dimensions, different parallel yeah. universes, and. 
he's kind of a guardian of universes. So the the multiverse a bit. A question I have for you that kind of has two parts to it. A is, do you think there will be any, like, especially if you're introducing characters like man thing, do you think there will be any crossover bleed over? Like, are we going to see man thing show up somewhere else? And, or part two of the question are they going to give us a, just more of a direct follow-up to this? Because it certainly ends, not ambiguously, not like with questions left, but like it ends not in like a definitive, that's it, the story's over, there can't be any more sort of way. Yeah. Like it, it ends in a very like, okay, we feel like we've set something up now. We've created a, yeah, a world we've got to play thing in. And werewolf, or werewolf kind of hanging out. They could go anywhere, do anything. It, the bloodstone, like there's been power shift dynamics. Of the bloodstone and her full yeah. power set. Like, they, yeah, they've just, they've opened the, they've essentially just opened the door to, more possibilities to say that they're not going to do anything with these characters moving forward is I think a, a, a losing bet because why would they make the movie and, 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 and in the first place, right? Like everybody's yeah. crossing over with everybody now in some fashion. So now I don't know that a feature length film makes any sense for something like this. Um, but maybe Not a series, like the maybe a short, sense. yeah, maybe a short limited series. Yeah. I could be on, on board with that. Yep. As long as they keep to like, it, you know, like some of the most charming moments f- for me for this were some of the moments that, you know, and Brianna and I didn't discuss it, but I'm, I'm sitting there watching this thinking, I think this is the greatest thing ever. And simultaneously thinking to myself, I bet you Brienne is thinking that this specific aspect is, is cheesy and tacky and, and kind of <laughs> like, lame. Like the funeral scene. Exactly. The Ulysses, Ulysses dead corpse being animated to An- tell everybody an- why they're there. Animated, but animated in a poor, like 50 yeah, year old. It's like somebody has cut this guy's body up under under his direction after he died cut his body up and turned him into a really bad mechanical uh what you might call it from Disney World <laughs> yeah yeah and 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 like really bad like there's no there's no effort put into making the lips move realistically along with the words or like yeah. anything and it just feels so retro horror and yeah. I'm like however oh, it's the- so good I had as I as that scene was unfolding and this man mechanical puppet is presenting why they're all there the thought that kept running through my man, my mind is man this Ulysses guy he was dedicated to presentation <laughs> like he's all about presenting things in a spectacleish way in some form or another. Yeah. Yeah. I think like they Mega, just, they, Mega mind would be proud of him. <laughs> oh yeah. They did so many things so well, like, you know, the, the, the werewolf transformation, they didn't show any more than they needed to. And that was great. They yeah. even, let, even let the your imagination work. fill in the blanks. That's yeah. They, they hit that note several times. And, 
And even the costume work on, like, it would have been very easy and the wrong decision to make him a full, fully CGI character. Yeah. As opposed to a guy in a suit, very much akin to the way it would have been done back then. The one thing that I wanted, the one thing that I would have had them do differently with the transformation would have been, uh, just because, again, we're leaning so heavily into this, like, outdated filmmaking style, it would have been great to see some sort of, like, you know, you see these old transformations back in the day, and it's, like, clearly, like, a clay figure stop motion a stop motion clay figure and and maybe the werewolf's hands are like pushing through and out of the hands of the guy but it's like clearly just like pushing its way through a, a clay figure of hands or and it's or like it's, it a looks lot of times tacky. it's like the person's hand and he's just holding it there and they're just like they're doing the cosmetic work and they're stop motioning as he's yeah getting the work done on his hand that would have been to me that would have been incredible because that would have been like you know but it's just yeah because they just they didn't even like and it's so it's one of those things where like you know you you look at other black and white versions of modern day stuff so the example that i can think of right off the top of my head would be the noir version of logan right so Mm. that is something that I think is underappreciated because people, um, not necessarily like, oh, is it the superior version, but the amount of work, like what pulling something like that off entails, because it wasn't as simple. People are like, oh, well, they just, so then they just took the color out of it and they made it black and white. No, no, they had to like go back. In, like when you do that, all of a sudden your lighting changes, your exposure changes. Like you yeah. can't just do that. Like it's, it's, you have to go through and regrade the entire film and it's, it's a lot of work. In something like this, it didn't have that like polished, regraded, beautiful look. Like it just looked like, they were trying to make a movie back in the day and yeah. camera technology wasn't that great. So like the exposure in the background of some scenes was not always, you know, not always consistent from shot to shot. And and I have so much appreciation for that, not only because it was spot on for the look and the feel that they were going for, but it's something that they no doubt had to manufacture, right? Like, you, it wasn't just that, like, oh, they just made it and didn't bother doing a lot of the the checking on exposure and stuff that they normally do. No, they had, the, this was like an artistic decision. You're, and there's you're something- saying they did some digital magic to make it a little bit better that in that capacity? Yeah, well, and, and it's, it's it's interesting that as I'm watching this, I'm like, what would it be like in 2022 to be a a big budget, fancy like it's basically like it, 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 it in a lot of ways making this film or watching this film. I was thinking like being the filmmakers on this would be like when oh what what behind the scenes thing was I watching for some movie where it was like this young crew of filmmakers who had always worked within the digital world, 
right? Like that's just what they that's what they do, right? Because that's what's been around the whole time they've been working. It's it's CGI and it's it's mm-hmm. shooting digital and it's editing on computers and so on and so forth. And there was like some film where they brought in like the the OG a bunch of like OG miniature model makers from films like 30 years prior and stuff to like give it this older more grounded it might have been a Star Wars property but I'm not sure um and yeah and and just something about like making this film in 2022 and having to like having to learn having to unlearn so much of of modern day filmmaking having to learn how to make not poorer quality of film but like film the way that it used to be made that yielded not as polished of a product right so it it's it, sort of akin to like say you know someone comes from the future and it's 2000 years in the future and like pencils are a thing of legend like you just have to like in the future you know you just think something you just like mentally dictate it and it shows up on the screen or you know the holograph or whatever and all of a sudden it's like no no no, we're gonna so we're gonna write this report uh let me show you how a typewriter works (laughs) right and so it's just like yeah to be this this filmmaker and and be working on this project werewolf by night and be like we have to be careful not to make this look too good <laughs> like we have mm. to we have to almost take all of our really nice equipment and gear and knowledge on how to properly light a shot how to properly frame a shot how to do character blocking that feels more natural and more modern and more in line with modern filmmaking. And we need to put all that in the closet and we need to channel this, like this group of filmmakers from 50, 60, 70 years ago who were pioneers in this industry, didn't really know entirely what they were doing in a lot of senses and were only able to use the tools that they had at hand which were not the tools the experience the knowledge that we have now and so as as someone who's into filmmaking myself i was that was like so fascinating my mind was like behind the scenes and i really hope they do one of those uh those disney plus like what do they call them assembled or something uh, that's what they called the one of the Marvel ones, but yeah, like yeah, where they do the like you know a couple months after release it comes out and it's like, uh, yeah, it comes out and it's like oh here's um here's all the behind the scenes here's an hour long behind the scenes of bonus features basically of Shang Chi, right? Yeah. I really hope yeah. we get one of those for this because I'm so intrigued by what that process was. Yeah, they they really went the extra mile to make it feel old, like an old, like it was made in an older bygone era. It was made in a past time, like right down to like, like they didn't even need to do this, but they, they put like film reel change blots on the screen. (laughs) Like those pop up. Everyone's was like, okay, (laughs) didn't need that, but thanks. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. 
Cool. Um, yeah. What did you What did you think of the hunters? Um, like in what in what capacity? Like, did, did they feel like how did they they vibe for you? Did you did they did you did you notice anything about any of them? Did any of them stand out to you? I feel like this is a loaded question. Uh, it is. This is a it's a it's a cool little Easter egg that I think not many people would have caught. I only caught it again because I like watching these breakdown videos once I watch something. Right. Um, but uh, I'm trying to think. So like, okay, and I'm going to i I don't know anyone's name, so I'm just going to sort of like describe them. Yep. Uh, there's like a very like Norse Viking esque. Big bearded dude, yeah. D- dwarf Gimli kind of guy. Um, <laughs> Except he's not short. <laughs> he's not short. He was yeah. fun. Yeah. What I liked, uh, nothing, no, I don't think anything stood out to me. The only thing that stood out to me about the hunters that I found really fascinating were that, like, before the competition starts, before we're basically thrown into the, the, uh, the, Vincent Price's version of the Hunger Games here. We're like, (laughs) everybody is like, buddy, buddy, we've worked in this industry for a while together. Hey, here's a tip. Here's, you know, blah, blah, blah. How many kills do you have? Like, it just kind of like, there's this camaraderie, right? There's like, there's a respect for each other. And then the whistle blows. And everybody is, is fair game. Yeah. They're all about that bloodstone. <laughs> They're all about Which, that bloodstone. And it just blew my mind. I was like, wow, yeah. like that is cutthroat. So my my two two kind of takeaways from that kind of loaded question was how how did our character Jack, the werewolf, get accepted as a hunter or and invited to this elite group? Like how did that happen? It doesn't seem like there was much of a vetting process. Yeah. And so either like because they're either talking he, about kills. Yeah. So in my mind, there's only two possibilities. One, he legitimately does hunt other and kill other monsters. Kind of. Um, uh, what was that? Uh, what's the name of that? Uh, the guy that hunts Dracula. Uh, Van Helsing. Van Helsing, kind of like Van Helsing, especially the the one where we had um, Hugh Jackman playing Van Helsing, and he is the werewolf. <laughs> Which, that, listen, that is a horrible movie, movie. Is a horrible movie, but is still fun. Like it's 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 a fun movie. It's yeah. like League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. It's good for so, all the yeah. wrong reasons. So either Jack Russell, the werewolf, is that kind of a hunter, like Van Helsing from that movie, or. Right. He killed a hunter and took on the persona and and guise of that ki- of that hunter and infiltrated. So to me, it feels like the the latter is the mo- is the more plausible, just right. because he doesn't he doesn't want to hu- kill people during this event. He just wants to save Ted. Right. And get out. Like, otherwise, he's, how did he even get himself an invitation? Life. So, that, I feel like that's the most plausible one. Somehow he killed another hunter. Well, I, I, but I feel like there was a layer of something in there somewhere that I, I, 
I didn't track with and I didn't get what was being communicated. So there's like, as, you know, as stepwife, stepmother, creepy, nasty woman, whatever her name is. uh, As she's like going around and kind of like introducing all the hunters and listing off their accolades. She's like, oh, you know, so-and-so, X many kills. This person, X many kills. This person, X many kills. And then they get to Jack and she says over a hundred deaths. She introduces him a little different. Yeah, and and lists a number of deaths instead of a number of kills. And so in that, I was like, oh, like what, what, what do we mean by that? Like, what does that mean? And that was something that was never explained or fleshed out. Yeah, and she definitely so didn't know. know he was the werewolf based on reactions later in the... No, no, she was like, yeah, she was, but yeah, I think that's, I think it's plausible to maybe that he is a hunter in the sense that like, in two senses, like no doubt, maybe he hunts hunters, like the guy knows how to fight, like not even in werewolf form, he knows how to handle handle himself with some weapons, um, but even if you're, even if you yourself are a monster and you have monster friends and you are in the business of freeing monsters who are being pursued simply because they're monsters, but hey, look, this is a really decent person, monster. Like, there's no, there's no reason to go after this person just because they're different, just because for you guys, this is sport and game. Mm-hmm. There are probably miserable shithead monsters out there, right? Like, <laughs> There, there, maybe, maybe part of like I would imagine if you are him and you are like an advocate for the the acceptance of these monsters, something that would stand in the way of that, something that you would also be in the business of, is getting rid of the shitheads that are making a bad that are genuinely out there causing trouble. Yeah. Right. So sort of like, yeah, and this is like a weird example, but I'm like, I'm, I'm in my head. I'm like, okay. So if like, if, if, uh, not to get religious on everyone here, but if, if the hunters, like the human hunters are like atheists and Jack is like this, this Christian, you know, whatever, He's also aware that like the Westboro Baptist Church are out there and they're a bunch of dicks and <laughs> kind of making things not so hot. Right. Look not look okay. so good for everybody else. And so yeah, I would imagine I would imagine in his time he's probably killed some monsters, right? Uh, Maybe I, I could see that. I vampires think, uh, that are on a rage and out of control and need yeah. to be put down. I, I I I get I get more of the vibe from the character from the whole kind of taking in the whole show that he's more of a pacifist. Uh, but yeah, I, I could, I, you, you raised some good points. Uh, the second, thank you. I'm hunter, so glad we have that like on record recorded. <laughs> the second hunter that kind of is really cool here. Um, so, and this is the only other one that kind of has any kind of a back story that we, we know of. And it's a weird one. 
is that the big Viking dude with the beard has appeared in a number of other Marvel uh, MCU properties. The character or the actor? The actor. So it could be assumed it's the character as well. So is he the only thing I, well. And it's, he doesn't have like speaking roles for the most part. So I I don't have this written down, but. I'm guessing it's. uh, uh, He's got, he like, he shows up usually as a, a kind of a bum. A uh, home, almost like a homeless-looking person in the in in these other short clips. So, like, I believe he's in like on the bus in Shang Chi, and he shows up on the street in another movie or, or show. So it's pretty like maybe this was him. The the kind of the theory is like maybe this is him. Kind of when he's not doing his hunting thing, he just he just bums around. <laughs> Right, like, yeah, like we don't, yeah, like there's no reason for us to automatically assume that these guys are all like mortal and live a normal lifespan and, yeah, you know, so maybe this guy's been around for a really long time. Well, they, they present it as like the bloodstone is the thing that gives you longevity. So he's, he's just a normal dude, but I mean. In terms of the span of the MCU, including the blip, the MCU's only spanned for about 10 to 15 years. So I'm looking it up right now, and it looks like he's only in one other... Wait. Looks like he's only in one other MCU property. Which one was that? Uh, where uh, Werewolf by Night. Spider-Man Homecoming. Yes. So I, yeah. And I don't know, like, would you get credited for non-speaking just extra parts? Like extras don't. No, maybe not. Right. Like this is, yeah, this is his. He plays more like an extra in these other films. Yeah. Yeah. So that's. That's fair. Just a guy in the background, but it is the same actor in the background of these these films and shows. So it's yeah, it's uh, he, he must have just stood out to the director and was like, "I want to put that guy in my Werewolf by Night show." Yeah, and MCU's like Kevin's like, ah, well, he's been in other stuff, but okay, I mean, it doesn't break continuity, so go for it. Yeah, no one will know. <laughs> yeah no well, uh, no eagle-eyed deep sleuther on the internet will figure out that he's been in several movies and shows from disney well what's his face um uh uh, uh james gunn's brother who's in guardians of the galaxy he's played multiple roles in the mcu mm. like and, o- and outside of guardians of the galaxy yeah uh ah geez bear with me here Keep talking. Keep saying things. <laughs> okay. Um, let me look at my notes here. My notes. My notes have concluded. So this yeah. is all. The hunger is. Get, yeah. You. You. You alluded to the the hunt contest for the Bloodstone being like the Hunger Games, which very much was. Like they go in without weapons. They have to find weapons. They that are scattered th- throughout 
the this really weird maze garden cemetery. Yeah. And then it's almost yeah, Hunger Games meets meets a like a video game where you <laughs> what are those video games right now? Uh where the circle closes in as you pick up more loot. Uh well, oh, just like uh battle royale games. A battle royale style, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just yeah, last man alive gets the stone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Sean Gunn is his name. And I was incorrect. He plays he no. So he plays Craglin in uh Guardians of the Galaxy and then he's also yep. the the onset rocket. So he's like he's the Andy Circus for uh, He does the mocap. He does the mocap for for Rocket. So which isn't isn't called mocap anymore. Did you know that? Really? What do they call it? Yeah, we don't call it motion capture anymore. Yeah. What, what do they call it? It's performance capture. Uh, and the reason that was changed is because, like, so it was sort of spearheaded, like, when Andy Serkis was doing Lord of the Rings. Um, and they're like, yeah, we're capturing his motion. But Andy Serkis was sort of instrumental in, like, A, this technology and this practice becoming prevalent, but also in the recognition of, like, you're, you are capturing more than just motion here. Right, especially yeah, when we got into like on the face and putting putting cameras on faces and stuff, yeah. and like basing things off at of that, and just like you know, e- even if we weren't basing Gollum's face off of Andy Circus, that it's more than just motion. Like physically, he put in a performance, right? Mm-hmm. So like, yeah, so performance capture is the respectful, you know, sort of PC way of saying it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I got two more notes. I thought right, the save from Man Thing right at the end. I thought that was great. Just kind of like yep. crashing through the roof, ending the the fight once and for all. I thought that was really cool. And the color fade, the slow color fade at the end, bringing everything into uh, a color palette and from black and white. Yeah, was uh, very cool. Uh, that looked rest, cool. Reminiscent of some past films. Uh, that looked really cool. What do you think the film? symbolism of it was? Uh, kind of, I, I feel like it was probably like more of a, a bringing it kind of just a way to really tie it back into the greater MCU. Like, okay, the story's done and over. We bring the color in uh, with those, uh, and saturate this black and white with nice colors again and okay we're back to the mcu yeah this is could be. this is now part of the mcu canon kind of thing could be uh my only real beef which is only made prevalent once this color fade this is one of my only beefs and it's it's a minor one um is that they didn't give elsa uh red hair she's right. always portrayed in the comics as having like very shock right uh shock that's not the right term but like like dark red or bright red hair like right very very scottishy looking red hair um and but, but what are you of, gonna do kind of turn me my head sideways it's like really why uh okay whatever yeah you know it's not but what are you gonna true do? to the comic books but 
you know, the character, I thought the character overall was, was pretty good. A lot of fun. Like, I don't know whole, a lot about this, Elsa Bloodstone. I've only read one weird comic where that would, that involved Deadpool <laughs> with her. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. so well, it, was, it should, was weird from the get go, but a weird comic that has Deadpool in it should almost always never be the, the, the yeah. measuring stick with which but, we uh, base. Reality. Other than that, I thought she looked great as, and the character and the actor did a great job portraying her. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, and, every, uh, everyone's yeah, performance in this film. was perfect. It was a great feature presentation. <laughs> All right, sir. So then, call it. on a scale of zero to ten, how would you rate Werewolf by Night? Oh, we're gonna zero to ten this one. All right. Yeah, man. Um, That's what we do with movies. Well, is it a movie though? It's. Is what we do. We come. Just shut up. Just. This is a this is a special presentation. It's it's not a movie and it's not a TV show. Yeah. Well. I would give it. Uh, Okay, if I were to rate it, I would rate it a, a win <laughs> out of ten. <laughs> okay, with uh, meaning, let's see. Uh, uh, man, I really did enjoy it. Yeah, I, I mean, I'd give it like a seven point five eight. There you go. Like it was that's, great. That's, thought, uh, that's like I, like I said at the beginning when we kind of opened this conversation, it did a lot in a short period of time, extraordinarily well. Oh yeah, other Marvel properties haven't been able to do in feature length films and or six episode series. Yeah, yeah, cool. You're 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 and you're you? now supposed to yeah okay there we go. Uh, I gave it a uh, seven point three. Huh. It was a lot of fun. A weirdly low point number. No, it was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed it. It's like two points. But shut up. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed it. Uh, it was the right length in that it left me wanting more. Mm. But also, I wanted more. Hmm. And and so it could have, and, and giving me more maybe would have bumped the 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 thing up, right? Doesn't it didn't need to be like a two hour, two hour plus long thing, uh, hmm. but I think another like ten fifteen minutes, specifically towards the end, because uh, it kind of seemed like everything had really really good pacing for like the first 80% of it. And then we kind of just like barreled through some stuff real quick. Yeah. Uh, and I would have liked some of that fleshed out a little bit more simply because I, which is not a knock against it. I wanted more because it was so good. Right. So like, yeah. I wasn't yeah. waiting for it to be over. Yeah. They only told, tell, tell us as the audience what we need to know, no more. And anything that they don't tell us, they leave up to our imaginations, which yeah. I consider a win. Oh, for like, sure. I think I think too often they they tell us what what we sh what should be left to the imagination, or show us what should be left to the imagination. Way right. too often now in a lot of films and TV. 
Disney and Marvel's franchises included. This is this is harking back to your experience watching the violin with with your in laws. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that's just that's the story. You told me the story like ten years ago. Well, not I think ten it was years like the ago, red violin or something like the that. red violin or something. It's just a great. Yeah. We, we don't have time for it now, but someday we will. We will tell you the tale of Carl sitting watching sex scenes with his with his future in laws. Ah, so good, <laughs> yeah. so good. All right, anyway. thank you for listening. Thank you so much for listening to this episode yeah. of the Movie Men podcast. Um, make sure you like, follow, give us a good review anywhere that uh, that you happen to be listening to this show. Um, check out our Patreon page below. It's a good way to, as Carl mentioned, uh, in in did you say it in this episode? Yeah, yeah, I said because uh, yeah. you're sick. Because yeah, I'm sick. Help, help out by. Yeah, pay pay the pay the pay the bills. Pay the bills. Yeah, in our yeah. Ontario the merch store, free healthcare. Kind of pay the <laughs> bills. Anyways, uh, yeah, there's a merch store. There's some wicked merch there. Um, we're fairly active on all of our social media: Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, and just a reminder: if this is your first time listening, please don't tune out because I sound like I'm a cocaine addict because I don't normally sound like this. Uh, I normally sound much worse. So there's, uh, there's, <laughs> yeah, there's there's yeah. lots there for you. <laughs>